Learning how to build a solid foundation for yourself. Let's talk about Boy, it. Boy, you've got it. Oh. Oh. Hello. Oh. Welcome to oh. Boy, you've got it. The Dare to Fail podcast. I am your host, Brandon Rail. Hello, Dare to Fail podcast listeners. Thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode about building a solid foundation for yourself. I know that's kind of a nebulous sort of a thing, but I'm going to explain it very well to you. Beforehand, I wanted to do a shout out for an email I got from a listener in South Africa. Amber, thank you so much for sending me an email. It meant the world to me for, for you to do that. And I just wanted to reiterate to you just to never give up. And never let negative people stop you from from doing what you want to do or for becoming the person that you want to be. I know that it's tough. You got to just fight like hell, know what you want, know who you are, and just never give up, man. But thank you so much for that email. And kind of segues into a little bit of today uh, about what I wanted to talk about. So I don't know about you all out there listening, but I constantly am reinventing myself after you know, experience after things happen, there's always that time of pause where you get to relax for a little while and reevaluate everything that you've done, see what was good, see what was bad, or maybe not even be very judgmental about it, but just kind of feel like where you are. Do I feel connected with myself? Do I feel kind of disenfranchised? Do I feel just kind of lost and in a haze and a fog after, you know, uh, an event And it's a good time, I think, because you can really sit down and figure out where it is that you want to go and how you want to do that. How are you going to go about accomplishing the things in your life that you want to accomplish? And that's essentially your foundation. And you might not be really aware of the foundation that you've laid for yourself, but if you think about it, if you think about where you are and where you want to be, you got to start asking yourself these sort of questions because it's all about what's helping and what's hurting, what's what's taking away. And I think you're even if you're in neutral, that's obviously not good either. It's better than moving in reverse. But I don't want to be moving in reverse. Even if I'm moving just an inch forward every single day, all of that adds up, and I am happy with that. What's your inch, though? Is it, for me, you know, as an artist, is it practicing my monologues every single day or doing uh, breathing exercises? Is it reading? Is it going to auditions? Is it checking my website? Is it brainstorming ideas for the next podcast or trying to get interviews? There's so many different metrics, right, that you can use. I just strongly believe that a holistic approach to your life is the best way to go. No matter what it is that you're doing, you have to be cognizant of your health, of your finances, of your body, mind, spirit, all of these things have to come together for you to, I think, be a whole person and to really be feeling good about yourself. And when one of these things gets gets out of whack, sure enough, the other ones will get out of whack too. For instance, I mean, uh, something that I constantly struggle with is to make sure that I eat healthy and, and exercise and stay on top of that. But when my schedule gets so crazy, it's like, that's almost the, always the first thing that just goes right out the door. And I can't do that. I, I, the past three months, like being in a play for the first time, I got to see just how much dedication and how much time it takes. I mean, I had virtually no life. 
I it, it was constant, nonstop dealing with that stuff on top of having to work and everything. And uh, I let my my exercise and my eating healthy go. And lo and behold, I got sick. I got some weird allergy, sinus, you know, congestion stuff that I am still dealing with today. That's how bad that it, it got. I mean, and I've had it for like over a month after taking antibiotics and and steroids and seeing a doctor about it. I mean, I know for a fact that if I would have had a, a healthier foundation for myself in terms of just absolutely maintaining a healthy diet and some form of exercise, a stress relief that probably my immune system wouldn't have been so taxed and I would have not have gotten sick, at least not as bad as I did. And if you get sick, you can't, what can you do? There's not much that you can do. So it has to be a part of your foundation that you build for yourself, building in these habits that help you accomplish your goal instead of take away from them. You ever stop to think about the habits that you have that are, that are just not helping you? They're not serving you whatsoever. And they're actually, you know, they're, they're moving you backwards, perhaps. Uh, a really bad habit that I have is when I get stressed out, I often will shut myself completely down. And I'll just kind of be very reclusive and, you know, just it, it, we all need our time to ourselves. Like, absolutely, I get that. But sometimes, sometimes you really do need to be around people and you need to be out. Uh, socializing and and doing healthy things in that respect. You got to be careful about how you go about doing that. That actually leads me to another topic of something that I think is extremely important and is just omnipresent and probably going to get a lot of like head shaking about it, but drinking. When I first got serious about accomplishing my goals as an artist, which for me, accomplishing my goals as an artist is the same that I want to accomplish for myself just as a human being in general, and I'll, I can go over those uh, for you as well. I, I took a really hard look at everything that was going on around me, what other people were doing, what other artists were doing, and um, I decided to just stop drinking altogether. I mean, it's just it was so everywhere when I was in Austin. Everybody was drinking. Not, you know, not everybody was drunk, but I mean, it was just, it was just everywhere out there. And I found myself getting into it a little bit too much too. And I could see very, very easily how this would totally trip me up in, in this pursuit of what I'm trying to do. And it's just a giant distraction. And I know a lot of people use that stuff as like a stress relief. I can't tell you how many memes I see about you know, how wine fixes everything. It's like, oh, no, no. duct tape fixes everything and, and wine fixes everything too. You know, I don't know, some weird stuff like that. So it's just omnipresent. It, it's out there, constantly socially acceptable form of addiction, in my opinion. And I think you're just asking for trouble eventually, especially, especially for artists who usually have emotional things that they're going through or some form of uh, depression or anxiety or the stuff that actually draws them to create their art oftentimes are the same stuff that draw them to to uh, destructive elements as well that that you know can ruin their lives how many artists do we we need to talk about have been in, have been in rehab for drug addiction but alcohol addiction is almost always there i don't so many celebrities so many artists have been in rehab for alcohol it's not even funny so i decided to quit and I quit it for about a month, and I felt great. I felt light. I lost a little bit of weight. And I just, 
it just it empowered me. It was like, yeah, this is part of the path. This is part of the self-discovery that I needed to find, which was something that I need to keep with myself. And I actually call it kind of like a, a clean and green lifestyle. And I've stuck with that since then. Now, I'm not perfect by any means. Like I said, I'm still trying to get my diet and my exercise and all that stuff under control. And that is a, that's such an important foundation for me right now. Because, like I said, if you don't have your health, both physically and mentally, what can you really do? There's just, there's just certain things that you have, to keep, you have to keep tabs on. And that's one of them. So I would really, if, if, I, if you're out there listening and you're trying to maybe reevaluate yourself and reinvent yourself, how can you make, make more habits into your life that keep you healthier and keep you happier? Very important thing. Another thing, finances. As an artist, the story goes, starving artist, right? We hear it all the time. It's it's just kind of this ubiquitous thing, and some people wear it as like a an honor badge. And I couldn't disagree with that more. And honestly, I I think it's a lack of imagination on 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 your part. I, I'm not saying that you're going to make millions of dollars or, or whatever with your art. But I guarantee you, if you started to think about it more in terms of a business as well as your creative outlet, you could probably find something that meets, meets a comfortable medium that you're able to actually make some money doing. Not to mention, you know, you got to be able to support yourself one way or the other. So you need to be able to find some sort of job that you can tolerate while you're doing the other stuff. I was very fortunate and went to school for a vocational school for an x-ray degree, which <laughs> I could go off on, on the things that I don't like about the, the profession, but I keep continuously tell myself that I love what I, I do because of what it lets me, what it affords me to do. And it's flexible. I, I'm able to make enough money to do what I want to do. And that I think is extremely fortunate. If I wasn't able to do that, then I would have to work you know, menial jobs just to try to make ends meet, which would be really tough because you got to work a lot of hours to be able to make money if you're not getting paid very well. So it's never a bad idea in terms of, you know, also being an artist uh, to find maybe some sort of technical school that you could go to to get some sort of certification to find a way that you can actually start making some decent money for yourself as well as be doing your art. And if you can blend those two together, then my God, that's genius. But the notion that I'm going to be an artist, and that just flat-ass out means that I'm going to suffer and be in poverty for the rest of my life. If you think that way, lo and behold, that's exactly what your, your life is going to be, in my opinion. There's just far too much innovation. There are far too much opportunities today than there have ever been, ever in history. I mean, it, it's just incredible for you to to say that you can't find something that's going to work for you. You can't create something for yourself that's going to work for you. You cannot think that way. You can't think of the starving artist mentality. I mean, I sure as hell, I sure as hell am not going to do that to myself. I can tell you that right now. But is it is it easy? Absolutely not. But this is something I think too, it's just such a reward. And when you choose something in your life that you are going to pursue that you really love, all of these other elements start to pop up. These are questions like, how are you going to deal with this? How are you going to deal with that? And instead of letting those things discourage you, get excited about it because there is an answer to it. 
there is an answer to those problems. There's a solution out there. And once you figure that solution out, now you're up at the next level. And then who knows? Then you're creating money for yourself. You're creating opportunity for yourself because these challenges were presented to you for a reason. Nobody is just going to give it to you. I don't care what it is that you want to do, whether it's whether it's art or anything else. Like nobody is just going to flat ass out give you your dream. You have to oftentimes have to fight tooth and nail, practically killing yourself to do it, to get there. But I say, I say that it's completely worth it. You're going to have to choose the battles in your life one way or the other. So why not choose the battle that is getting you to a top of the top of the mountain that you actually want to be? Something that's extremely personal, personally meaningful and rewarding to you. Why not choose those battles instead of the battles that somebody else is going to choose for you? Because somebody else is going to choose for you if you don't. I promise you that. Wherever your job is at. They're going to they're going to have goals, they're going to have ambitions that may not be yours. And if you want to stay there, you're going to have to fall in line. I say choose those goals for yourself. And do all the suffering and all the triumph and all the, the information and, and the knowledge that you're going to have to acquire to make that happen. But just don't let it discourage you so much to the point where you're like, this is impossibly hard. There's no chance in hell that I'm going to be able to do this. So you quit. And then you just take on something else. So part of that foundation, <laughs> part of that foundation is really knowing what it is that you want and who you are. And when you know that something is not that, how, how to be able to walk away from it. Because if you don't, then you can get sucked down the rabbit hole for a really long time. So I talked about health. That's absolutely essential. Financial stuff is absolutely essential as well. Don't have the starving artist mentality. Have the, the, the innovative you know, entrepreneur type mentality of trying to, to find things that you can, questions, uh, problems that you can solve. And that's adding value. And when you start adding value to people's lives and you can figure out a way to uh, make a career for yourself even or at least start to make some money because, I mean, hey, I'm willing to pay for something that adds value to my life. Hell yeah, I am. I do it all the time. Like uh, Skillshare is something that I uh, prescribe to. And also, just so you know, listeners, I am not sponsored by a goddamn person. So this is all stuff from my own uh, personal things. Uh, Masterclass, I don't know if you've ever checked that out. They got classes from all of these incredibly successful, um, knowledgeable people in fields all over the place. Check it out, masterclass.com. And Skillshare, I believe it's Skillshare.com, it is a place where you and me could actually go on and post a class on how to do something. It's like a YouTube, but it has more stringent, I think, requirements in terms of what... Uh, the review system and the curriculum of actually learning something. So I think it's got a little bit more credibility than YouTube. But then again, I love YouTube myself because you can always find how-to videos on there. Again, this all goes back to we're living in a day and an age where you can Google anything and figure out how to do it, right? I mean, it's incredible. Get excited about it, right? Get excited about it. If I, I mean, I'm excited about it. Another thing about the, the financial stuff, which I think is absolutely important, and uh, this may get, I've, having conversations about people's finances, always a bit tumultuous. And I understand it's really none of my business what your finances are. I'm just going to say from my perspective and, and what I have learned over 
since I graduated from college, which just like anybody else who does that, has a substantial amount of debt. And uh, I read this book, a friend of mine, actually Brian Willey, the guy that I uh, interviewed on here earlier. Brian, if you're listening, I love you, dude. Um, he gave me a book called The Total Money Makeover by Mr. Dave Ramsey. And I think I, I think I was about 26 or 27 when he gave me that book. And I was living the typical American mentality of finances, of money. It was I had credit cards, I had student loan debt, I had a loan on my car. At the time, I think it came out to be around thirty thousand dollars worth of debt, something something along that. And if you would have asked me about it, I wouldn't have thought twice. I mean, yeah, this is totally normal, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with this. Like, I don't, I, I don't care. I was making minimum payments on my credit cards, minimum payments on everything else, and uh, never had a budget, never sat down and crunched the numbers, I got an Excel document, and figured out what I had coming in and what I was being able to spend it on. I hope everybody realizes that <laughs> these are absolutely essential things in your life to have control over, again, that foundation that you are laying for yourself for you to be successful, I know it can be a drag to think about like having a budget um, or, or whatever, but you have to think about it this way. A budget can, can absolutely help you accomplish and get the things that you really want to get. You just have to know how much you have coming in and, and where that money is going. Oh, my God, I have this thing on my board here. I don't even want to tell you about it, but I'm going to because I need to be accountable for myself. I have a Starbucks problem. All right, Anybody else out there have a Starbucks problem? Holy shit. I think it's about $3.74 for a Trenta ice green green tea unsweetened with no water. It's the bane of my existence, all right? Literally could drink like nine of them a day. I have a problem. And I did the money about how much I was spending on that, and it, it was well over $100 a month. Well over $100 a month. Probably a couple hundred dollars a month. And... When I think about that now, I have problems subscribing to services, you know, online that are like $15 a month. I'm like, oh, another monthly thing. Here we go. You know, ah, I don't want anything to do with it. But Starbucks, no problem. Why? Because it's a piecemeal little thing every every day. And this little three, $3.74 a day adds up to this huge thing. I mean, $200 a month. That's an extra $200 a month I just save myself by just not doing that. Not to mention when I buy food there or anything else like that. And that money could be used to help buy a new microphone if my podcast you know, gets screwed up. Or uh, for rehearsal space rent, which I'm actually in the process of getting myself a new monthly uh, place that I could set up my drums and everything. Um, and that's not cheap. And the classes that I take for my acting and the, and the wardrobe stuff and all, I mean... Even 50 bucks, right? 50 bucks is important to me, and I'm sure that it's important to you as well. How did I find out that, you know, the coming to Jesus moment? Well, it's not the first time I've come to Jesus on this. I got to tell you, I've got a problem, like I said. But when I sit down and I look at the numbers, I look at my bank statement, and I look at where my money is going, it makes me want to cry. It makes me want to run back to high school and take that one finance class that I had that actually made sense. And, you know, slap myself in the face and say, listen the hell up, man, because you're throwing money down the drain on bullshit. That's all a budget is. It's you telling your money where to go. 
And Dave Ramsey puts this, I mean, essentially, he, he, he will outline everything for you. It's very common sense stuff. Not easy, but common sense. And if you do this, because I followed his plan, Total Money Makeover is what the book is called. Again, I got out of debt, all out of debt, within, I think it was about two and a half years. I buckled down, uh, lived with my dad, figured out a way to, to pay some rent. While I was doing it, got it all paid off, and then that was when my life got extremely interesting because after that, I realized that I didn't owe anybody anything financially. I had no gigantic responsibilities in terms of, of, of debts, and that was when I moved. That was when I took the biggest risk and biggest chance on myself that I ever have, and that's when I, I, just, I, I, I was no longer a slave, right? I was no longer a slave. I didn't have to work. Other than you know meeting my bare essentials, which when I did the math, when I did the budget on that, I realized really wasn't that high. And it really did come down to the fact of my dreams and my goals and everything was so much more important than the bullshit I was spending my money on simply because I was just not mindful of what I was doing. I didn't have any sort of concrete goal of what I, what I was using my money for, what I was saving it for, what did, I, what did I want to use it for, right? And my God, is it amazing what you can do when you set a simple financial goal. It could, you could be in, like I was in like $30,000 worth of debt, you could be in twice that or three times that and you'd be like, this is, I'm never gonna pay this off. I don't, I, I guarantee you that if you got really serious about this stuff, you would get it down a hell of a lot more than you than you could ever realize. Read Total Money Makeover, and just even if you only followed the advice to the point of where you got out of debt, you would be living like no other American that I hardly know who, I don't know what the average debt is of, of a person, but it is pretty high. And especially for college students, it's pretty high. I think the average for that is around... I think it's between twenty to thirty thousand, and that's only going to go up as tuition prices go up and up and up and up. But yeah, so if you have that financial stuff, you don't have to be rich. I am not a rich person, is what I'm saying. Okay, I don't make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. I, I really don't, and I don't think that. You, and Dave Ramsey outlines all this stuff too. If you know where your money is going, you know exactly where to put it, where it counts. $200 at Starbucks for the green tea is not a good place to put it. <laughs> as ashamed to say it as I am, I'm going to say it because I want myself to never do that again. And I want myself and I want you out there to not waste not only your money, but your time. So we talked about the finances, relationships. Yeah, extremely, extremely important, the relationships that you have in your life. And we have a lot more control over this than we want to, uh, than we want to admit for ourselves. Because some people that we've had in our lives for a really long time, maybe, are not very good for us. Uh, toxic relationships are omnipresent. It's just as omnipresent as debt, I think. And to really sit down and take, take note of the people you associate yourself with, the people that you hang out with, maybe even your, your significant other, maybe even your husband or your wife. I mean, I don't know. Depending on how much you have invested in it, right, is going to be how much, how much you should worry about 
walking away from it. I'm not saying to walk away from your spouse or anything like that, but if you're not, if, if, if there's something that's not working well for you there, obviously you need to sit down and talk about that. Keep in mind that none of the stuff that I'm talking about is easy. It's really hard to have those conversations with people. And it's really hard to realize that some relationships that you've, you've been in for maybe a really long time are just not serving you anymore. And you're not serving them. And it's some dysfunctional circle thing going on there that is, is never going to be anything good. And it takes a lot of introspection and a lot of courage for you to get there. But once you kind of start to see the light, it, you, you realize that you really don't have a choice. The choice has already been made. Right? You decided that you're going to be your best self. You're going to have the best life possible, whatever that means for you. And that means making hard decisions. It means when something is not good, you do the best that you can to either reconcile it or to change it. And if you can't, then you have to walk away from it for your own good and for their own good. And they may hate you for the rest of their life. Maybe it inspires them to change too. I mean, you'd just be so surprised what making healthy decisions can do for you. But it's not easy. I'm not, I never said that it was easy. And I can't tell you how many friends that I, I have lost or had to uh, walk away from just because of the, I stopped drinking. I couldn't believe it. I can't believe how much of a stigma there is towards that. I mean, every when I go out even now and people ask me, hey, can I buy you a drink? I say, no, no, thank you. You know, I just don't drink. I think it's that simple. And But I always get questioned, like, oh, why don't you drink? Uh, you know, it's just a decision I made for myself. Like, oh, were you in recovery? I'm like, I never got a DUI, never got a DWI, never went to any 12-step meetings. So I guess, no, I just, I just realized that it was going to be an issue for me. And nothing is more important to me than, than going after my goals and accomplishing my goals and living a, a, a meaningful life that inspires other people. And drinking doesn't do that. For me, I, the conversations and the stuff that I have with people when I'm drinking are, I just don't believe them. I, I feel this element of disingenuous nonsense and that's just me. <laughs> That's just me. I would I don't need to have alcohol or anything for liquid courage or for, for any of the stuff to or to relax or or whatever. So I just stay away from it. And that's my personal choice. And I just think that if if anything is gonna be a problem for you, if you don't have any problems with alcohol and you drink every once in a while, that's fine. I mean, that's totally your business. I'm just saying take a look at what your habits are and stay away from the snakes, right? I know I'm not going to walk too close to that snake because it's probably going to bite me. If it doesn't bite me, then I got lucky. That's the way that I, I feel about alcohol, so I made the decision to stay away from it. And all the repercussions and all the stuff that actually came from making that decision have actually been quite positive because I don't want to have people in my life that don't understand that about me, that don't actually even respect that about me. Like, okay, well, I get it. This guy is obviously serious about what he's doing with his life. I, I, I respect that. You know, and I'm, I'm going to leave them alone about it. You got to have people like that in your life. And the people who aren't like that, got to get, you got to walk away from. I think it was Jim Rohn who said that you are the average of the five people that you hang out with in terms of income, intelligence, and success. So if, if, if you stop and take a look at the, the five people that you hang out with or the groups of people that you hang out with at a certain time <laughs> and uh, you don't like what you see, 
might be time to make a change, right? And it, it's always changing. Everything is always changing. Just know who you are, man, and know what your, what your, your value is. And don't waste time. Don't waste your time on stupid people or on bad people, or maybe I shouldn't say stupid, but people who do stupid things, okay? Don't waste your time on people like that. Don't waste your time on dysfunctional relationships trying to change somebody because, oh, if they could just change, they'd be so great, and I'd be the, I'm the one who's going to be the white knight or the female version of that or whatever, the savior. Don't waste your time, man. Life is just way too short for that, and that's why you really have to know who you are and I think journaling is is probably one of the best things that you can do for that. Okay, so we talked about a lot today. That's that's an awful lot of stuff. You know, but building a foundation for yourself is one of the most important things that you can do because it's something you can always fall back on. And when shit hits the fan, which I promise you that it will, when you have built it on a foundation like that for yourself, you're gonna be just fine. You're still gonna fall down, you're still gonna scrape up your knees, okay? But the whole world doesn't come crashing down, so to say. You fall back on the good habits that you have, that you know are going to work for you. And then you keep going and you keep building. And if you find yourself like having these really catastrophic collapses in your life and just chaos and stuff like that, I can almost guarantee you it's because you don't have a solid foundation from where you're building on. Your relationships are dysfunctional. You probably have a ton of bad habits in your life. Your finances are probably not in order you probably don't have a, a very solid foundation of who you are and why you're doing what it is that you want to doing what you're doing or what your goals are and your goals are going to stem from you knowing who you are and what's valuable and what's meaningful to you so if your goals are all out of whack too if you have goals that are just kind of i don't know like <laughs> i want to do two chicks at the same time <laughs> i don't know why that just came to mind something like that you know just like okay that that's your goal but it, you know is that really meaningful valuable to you come on you know think about it deeply what 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 the hell do you want to accomplish with your life while you're still here on this planet breathing right and if it's still two chicks at the same time you've probably watched office space one too many times and you need to go on a vacation or go on a trip or read a book or something <laughs> but you know what i mean so, yeah, build that solid foundation for yourself. I'm still building it for myself, too. It's always a work in process. Don't be so hard on yourself that you're constantly beating yourself up over the fact that you have imperfections or flaws. There's, I don't think that there's any such thing as perfection. That's complete nonsense. But we can get to a point of uh, pretty damn good, right? And pretty damn good will get you pretty damn far. And hey, if you could find again and again and again the things that are tripping you up and change them, I mean, I think the sky's the limit. Starving artist, hell no. You're going to be an entrepreneur artist, right? You're going to be creating and doing things that nobody thought of because they're still down in the trenches, trenches feeling sorry for themselves or, or thinking that nothing else is possible for them. So they're, they're like condemned to this life of servitude to suffer for their art or for whatever it is that they think in life that is holding them back. But that's not the case. That's 100% your responsibility. It really is 100% your responsibility. So take responsibility for it and get started. Best place to start is a, a sheet of paper. We talked about, okay, let me see if I can recap this without having to rewind this going back. We talked about health, right? We talked about your finances. We talked about healthy relationships. We talked about knowing 
why you're doing what you're doing, what it is that you want to do, and the goals that you are going to set for yourself. Well, who's the person you're going to have to become to accomplish those goals? And please have goals that are virtuous and meaningful and have impact beyond just personal gain. Do something good for this world, man. I mean, it, it, we need it. And you'd be so surprised that you have these, these skills and these ambitions and these things in you that could really benefit so many other people. Fall in love with that. And do your best to get rid of everything else in your life that doesn't make you a better person, that doesn't help you, that you, you also have to help other people too. I'm not, this is not just a completely selfish thing. But you can't help other people when you're fucked up. <laughs> it's really hard. It's really hard for you to be in a position to genuinely help and inspire people when you are not on the path that you need to be on yourself. So get selfish about getting on that path because once you get on that path, you can help a lot of people and you can do a lot of good, amazing things. Thank you all for listening. And if you do have the time or the inclination, if you could uh, like, go to iTunes and, and like this podcast and rate it or review it, Spread the word. I'm going to have a lot more interviews with some pretty amazing people here coming up. And uh, I'm just so excited to keep doing these for you all. And I, I really hope that you get a lot of value out of them. So, yes, I love you guys. I'll see you next time. Have a good day. Boy, you've got it. Hey, what's up, people? Just really quickly wanted to add, if there's anybody out there who would like to be interviewed for this podcast or has any comments or questions or concerns that they would like to address with me, feel free to reach out. My email is f-r-a-e-h-l at gmail.com. That's f-r-a-e-h-l at gmail.com. You can also leave me a comment. Also, if you're in the area of Phoenix, please stay tuned on my website for show dates, concert dates, play dates, actor dates, anything. If you just want to hang out with me, I'd like to hang out with you. Yeah, just check it out. It's all on the site. B-R-A-E-H-L.com. That's B-R-A-E-H-L.com. Goodbye for reals.